0: Chapter 10, the book of Deuteronomy, verse 1 through and including verse number 5. Amen. Deuteronomy, chapter 10, 1 through 5. At that time the Lord said unto me, Hew thee two tablets of stone like unto the first, and come up unto me into the mount, And I want you to notice the latter part of this scripture. And the Bible said, And make thee an ark of wood. Everybody say that. And make thee an ark of wood. That's in verse number 1. And I will write on the tables the words that were in the first tables which thou breakest. And thou shalt put them in the ark. And I will make an ark of Shittim wood and the hewn two tables of stone likened to the first and went up into the mount having the two tables in mine hand. And he wrote on the tables according to the first writing, the Ten Commandments, which the Lord spake unto you in the mount out of the midst of the fire in the day of the assembly and the Lord gave them unto me. And I turned myself and came down from the mount and put the tables, everybody say, in the ark, which I had made. And there they be as the Lord commanded me. Amen. You may be seated. What Moses was doing here was telling about God's divine mercy that God had in restoring the law of God once again to men. I want you to understand this. Because in previous chapters before we have read this chapter, in chapter number 10, amen, back in the book, I believe, of Exodus, you read in the Word of God where the Bible said that God when Moses was on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights, and there the Lord had hewn out two tables of stone. And on those tables of stone, with his own finger, he wrote ten commandments, ten thou shalt nots. He wrote them one by one, explaining each one of them to Moses as he wrote them, so that Moses would, could convey to the people one by one what each one of the Ten Commandments stated. You remember, of course, when Moses came off of the mountainside after being up at the mountain 40 days and 40 nights while he was gone, there were instigators that said that Moses has been gone a long time. Perhaps Moses is dead. Perhaps perhaps it's not going to happen just like the Word of God said. I think sometimes that in this day and time we have some of those same folks who do the same thing. They say, well, the Lord hasn't come yet, and perhaps he's not coming back. Like Moses went to the mount and was gone 40 days and 40 nights. They said, perhaps he's not coming back. Perhaps a wild beast has got him and devoured him, and and maybe, maybe he's just not coming back at all. We deal with the same spirit in our day and time, that there are people that'll say, well, We've heard the story of the coming of the Lord time and time again. Amen. The scripture said the day is to the Lord as a thousand years and a thousand years is a day. So we understand now that perhaps ever since this was written, amen, it's been approximately now, if I'm not mistaken, about 4,000 years ago. So you're reading here in the word of God that you're reading something that took place that folks said, well, He's gone now, and he's been gone 40 days and 40 nights because Moses was the leader of God's people. And they said he will probably never be back. During that time, they used that lull time, if I can call it that. They used that low time, that quiet time, that time when there wasn't having revival, to be an instigator to turn the people's hearts away from the Lord, to completely change their mind to get them using, uh, looking in a different direction. They brought to the land of Israel, or to the children of Israel, a rebellious nature, and it began to take over. And so the Bible said that the people came to Aaron the priest, and they said to Aaron, said, we want you to build us a golden calf that we can set up so we can say these be the gods that brought us out of the land of Egypt. They did not have enough faith to worship a god they could not see. And so they brought their gold, their earrings and their necklaces and the things that they had taken out of the land of Egypt. They brought them and they smelted them down. And out of that, the the crafters formed a golden calf. Large it was. I don't believe it was some small little calf, but I believe it was large enough, amen, that they could set it on a pedestal. And three to five million people could look upon that calf and see it from a long ways off. And they began to worship and dance and make merry around the the golden calf. The Bible said they went to bed early and they rose up to play. They had themselves a glorious time, if you please, around the golden calf. But Moses was coming off of the mountainside and under his arms. He carried the tables of stone. Upon them was written the Ten Commandments of God. An important commandment that was written was that thou shalt have no other gods before me. Amen. Realizing that it was in men's hearts if they were not centered around God that they would get something else to take God's place because we as human beings are creatures of praise and creatures of worship and we will worship something. If we don't worship God we might make sports our God or or we might make money our God or we'll make something else our God because we are basically creatures of worship. But when Moses came off the mountainside and halfway down he met the faithful man Joshua who loved the Lord and Joshua said I hear, the, I hear the the sound of war in the camp Moses we've got problems down there there's a war going on and the Bible said that Moses said to Joshua listen man that's not war you hear but that's the sound of merry making and dancing they have built themselves a golden calf and the God's people have become an idolatrous people and down the mountainside they came when they got to for the place where they could visualize and see the golden calf. The anger swelled up in the heart of Moses. Amen. And the tablets of stone which God had hewn out with his own hand. And that Moses had watched God write upon the Ten Commandments. As God give him explanation, Moses, in a fit of anger, amen, in a fit of disappointment, threw those ten commandments down. And the Bible said that he broke them in pieces. One thing, those commandments were not his to throw down. Those were the commandments of God Almighty. For God wanted those commandments to be put in the hearts of God's divine children. For how are they going to know they cannot be adulterers unless put in their heart is the law of God? And how are they going to know they should not commit adultery unless put in their heart is the law of God? How are they going to know that they cannot steal unless put in their heart is the law of God? But Moses in a fit of human anger through those tablets of stone down and he break them to pieces. He ground the golden calf into powder, the Bible said, and strawed it upon the water and made the children of Israel drink it and explained to them the gold of God should be on the inside. Amen. Should not decorate the outside but should be on the inside. Amen. Which brings us to the scripture we have read tonight. Amen. According to the word of God, God had mercy upon the children of God. God. for he had given them ten beautiful God fearing commandments amen that if they would adhere to these commandments it would have solved the problems of life if they would adhere to the commandments of God it would stop the problems that arise in their homes and in their children I still say today to you my friend if we will only abide by the precious word of God it will solve the problems that we face every day for I don't believe there's a problem in life that God God has not given us a commandment to cover. Amen. And so God once again spoke to Moses the man of God. And he said Moses here's what I want you to do. I want you yourself to go down and get you a slab of rock. And I want you to carve out with your own hand. I want you to see how much work it takes. I want you to carve out with your own hand two tables of stone. Amen. But Lord that's a lot of work. Sure it is. But I want you to put something in this Saying, If you put something in this thing, you won't feel so free to throw them down and crash them at your feet. For I want you to know you're not just writing mere words. But what I'm going to write on there is the law of God. And so according to the scripture, Moses got him some rock. And he hewed him out two tablets of stone. Amen. On those tablets of stone was written nothing. On those tablets of stone, there was nothing written. But God said, that's not all I want you to do. But I want you to build an ark an ark simply means a box a depository amen something that's hollow that you can put something in amen I want you to build a box out of a of wood or shit of wood amen and I want you to make that thing if you'll notice in the scripture God did not tell him to make this box fancy because this was just going to be a temporary box this was just going to be something for the safe keeping of the law of God amen then he said I want you to pack those tables of stone. Clear up to the top of the mountain again. you think twice before you throw them down again. When you invest something in it, you're going to think twice before you destroy it. And so Moses done exactly that. He made him a box out of a key of wood. Amen. wood, as the Bible calls it. Amen. And he made him a tablets of stone. And he trudged back up the mountainside. And there he communed with God Almighty. God again with his very finger begin to write on the tablets of stone and begin to engrave the word of God in there. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Hear, O Israel, the Lord, our God is one Lord. Amen. And one by one, God begin to number them down on the tablets of stone. There's something powerful about it, God, that the tip of his finger can mark stone. Why didn't he put them on tables of wood? I'll tell you why. Because he did not want friends, something that would rot and corrupt. He wanted this word to last forever. Amen. If you're going to write it in something, write it in stone. The old story has been said. If you write it in stone, it's there forever. Amen. And the Lord wrote it in stone. Why? Because He wanted it to last. This was not going to be a temporary law. This was not. Going to be something that was a passing thought but this was going to be something that would last forever and I say to you tonight just because the New Testament has arisen and just because Jesus was born amen to be crucified did not annul the fact that there's a Ten Commandments amen that Ten Commandments still rest today I feel like it rests in our heart I feel like God's got an all laid out there Jesus didn't do away with the commandment when he came but he magnified the law for the Bible said, thou shalt not commit adultery. He said, let me amplify that. He said, if a man looks upon a woman in his heart and lust after her, he's committed adultery in his heart already, let's write it in stone. Let's put it there, where it's there forever. And so Moses went to the mountain and took the tablets of stone. He had a lot of effort involved in it, a lot of effort. Amen, brother, brother Marty, go back here and get me one of the biggest boxes you can find in that corner. Amen, empty it out. (laughs) And so he, so he went up there and he took the tablets of stone and while he was up there on the mountaintop God once again with his very finger began to inscribe he did not revise my friend amen God did not change him because of the heart of the people he did not change the law simply because the people had not done right but I'll tell you what he done he wrote them just like he wrote them in the very beginning every one of those my friend he wrote the law of God on it After after he got it all done he give it back to Moses amen <laughs> hey and he said to Moses Moses here's what I want you to do I want you to take that law back down the mountainside here and now I want you to take it back down the mountainside I don't." want you to wave to any way do I want you to endanger the law of God. I want you to take it down that mountainside and that box, that ark that I've asked you to build. Amen. It's a temporary ark. It's not like the ark of the covenant, but it's a temporary ark. I want you to put the law of God inside of that ark. Somebody said, why? Amen. The Lord did not want it cracked. He did not want it broken. He did not want it chipped. He wanted it to read just like he wrote it in the bare beginning. Let me say to you tonight, friend, we're living for a God tonight who does not want his law broken, cracked or chipped, but he wants folks to live right. Hallelujah. I said he wants folks to live right and to walk right and talk right. Amen. Moses come down the mountainside and there was that ark that he had built. It was nothing fancy. It was just a box made out of a kill wood. Amen. A box made out of shit wood. He took those tablets of and don't tell me he wasn't careful coming down the mountainside I believe church he was careful coming down the mountainside why because you gotta be careful how you handle the law of God this is not a frivolous thing tonight amen we're not living just any old way we're living under the direct command of God almighty I'm telling you what we're not just obeying the orders of a magistrate we're obeying the orders of an almighty God an everlasting father a prince of peace a rose of sh- Aaron had a bright and a morning star. We are living for the almighty, everlasting father, the prince of peace, the God who was, which is and is to come, the almighty God. Oh, hallelujah, let me preach tonight. Amen, so he said, put that in that box. Amen, I want you to put it in that box. Amen, so time progressed on. Moses brought the law of God down and he put it in the box. The ark that he had built, he put it in there for safekeeping. Later on in the law, hey man, there was commandment given for him to build a real ark. Hey man, this ark was supposed to be made to the mentions that God wanted to make it. He said, "When you build it, I want you to build it 27 inches high. I want you to build it 27 inches wide. Of course, the Lord told him in cubits. When you build it, I want you to build it 45 inches long. Hey man, I want you to make it out of the same." that you made the first ark out of. I want you to overlay it with gold on the outside. I want you to overlay it with gold on the inside. Amen, I want you to put a little border around it. I want you to fix it just like I said. Listen to me now. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to take the law that was in the first ark, and I want you to put it in the second ark. Amen, friend, I'm gonna tell you something. Amen, this word of God's not just good in one, but the word's good in every one of us. Amen, it's not just good for one, good for everybody, hey, amen. Then I want you to put it in that. Then here's what I want you to do. I want you to go out there and I want you to find, hey, man, Aaron's rod. You remember the rod when the rebellion came. That chorus stood up against Moses and said, Moses, God don't only speak to you. Hey, amen, that rod has a two-fold meaning. On that rod was inscribed, hey, amen, the names of the 12 tribes of Israel, they were etched into that dead wooden almond rod. Amen. That rod was made out of an almond piece, out of an almond tree. Amen. Somebody said, why did God choose that? I'll tell you just in a minute. Amen. But they made it out of that staff that he had. Amen. That staff was special. It was taken to the house of God. It was laid before the house of the Lord. And out of that dried old piece of wood, amen, God made that wood bud. And not only did that old staff bud, but the Bible said that it bore almonds, hallelujah. Somebody said why, amen, did it do that? I wanna tell you one thing right now, amen, that rod had something to do with this today. Do you realize, friend, amen, that history says that the almond tree is the first tree to start budding, amen, after death, after the fall season has come, after the winter season has come, the very first tree that buds is the almond tree, hallelujah. I feel like tonight, We need to realize, Amen. after a dead society that we're living in, there's a budding church. I said there's a budding church, and not only are we a budding church, but this tree, hallelujah, is bearing fruit. I tell you, this thing's bearing fruit. Amen. That rod represented the miracle working power of God also. But let me say all this the rod also represented the rebellion of men. Amen. Constantly, when they opened the ark and they looked at the law of God, that reminded them how they should walk and how they should talk. When they opened the ark and they looked at the rod, it reminded them that men could become rebellious and reminded them how they sinned against God. But that's not all. He said, I want you to go out there and I want you to gather up a pot of that manna. Get you a little pot. Amen. Gather that thing up and fill it full of manna. That manna is going to represent the provision of God. Amen. That God will always provide. Remember now, in that ark we have law. In that ark we have miracles. But in that ark also we have provision. I want you to understand. Amen. The children of Israel did not like the manna, they did not like it. The Bible teaches me that they despise the manna they got tired of it Amen. the writer said it was angels food but the Lord said I want you to put it in an ark I want you to put it in there so according to the scripture they gathered up a pot of manna they sealed it up and they stuck it down inside of that ark somebody said why did they do that friend I'm telling you tonight amen there's no way we can live without the law and there's no way we can live without God's provision and there's no way we can live without God's miracles we've got to have every bit of that. But the construction of that ark that Noah built, on the inside it was gold. Amen. On the outside it was gold. But in the middle was made out of a key of wood. Wood represents the humanity of man and the humanity of Christ. I feel like tonight friend, we gotta realize amen, that the the, the moths amen, and the bugs can come through and they can devour the wood of our soul. Sin can get into us if we're not careful. But God said, here's what I'm going to do. I want you to seal that box in gold. Amen, gold represents the purity of God. Here's what I'm gonna do tonight. I'm gonna seal you on the inside. I'm gonna seal you on the outside. I'm gonna put the law in you. I'm gonna give you some miracles. I'm gonna give you some provision. I'm gonna bless your heart if you keep the law and you'll keep the miracle and you'll keep the provision and if you'll remind yourself that you're a child of God. Hallelujah, you can go wherever God wants you to go. Glory be to God. And they put all that in that box and they sealed it up. Amen. Come here, Dwayne. Hurry up. Get up here. Hallelujah. Amen. They sealed it all up. They got it in there just fine. Hallelujah. Get in this box, boy. Climb up in that box. I feel like tonight we need to understand. We got to get this thing in our heart. Hallelujah. That's the way I want you right there. Amen. Amen. And so he put all that in that box, listen to me now, and they sealed it all up, praise God. Do you know that this box brought direction to Israel? That every place this box went, Israel would follow. One time, the man of God sent the box three days' journey away, he did, amen, sent the ark three days' journey away, amen, to find out if that was the direction they should go. Friend, I'm telling you what, when you open up this box, you see some things sometimes you don't like. Listen what I'm telling you. Amen. You say, oh my goodness. That's that's pretty in there. Look at that. Put it down there on the box. Hallelujah. That's pretty in there. But oh, it reminds me of that old rod. That old almond rod. Amen. Reminds me of the time my spirit gets rebellious. It reminds me of when my spirit can rise up. Oh, but God let me know right then and there. Amen. That he'll bring that thing into subjection. That manner that I didn't like. Amen. That's my provision and my strength. But it also. The that sometimes the preaching of God's word I won't like, but if I get it in my belly, if I get it inside of me, it's gonna bring strength. It reminds me, friend, that the law I don't like sometimes. I'd like to let my flesh take control, but I promise you, when I look inside the box and I pull out that law and I see inside of that box that there's something to guide my life and direct my life and to give me strength and to give me power and to work a miracle, oh my God, I realize, i in a bear. Amen. I need to submit myself to the precious word of God. Good God Almighty. Hallelujah. You pull out the rod that buds. Stay down, boy. Praise God. You pull out the rod. Amen. Somebody said that rod, look at that thing. It's not pretty. It don't have to be pretty. But it reminds me. Listen, I'm flesh. You're flesh tonight. And if we're not careful, we'll let our flesh take control. But God said, take it in and lay it in the house of God take it in and lay it in the house of God that flesh might be dead to the spirit, that flesh might not be yielded to the word of God but you take that flesh and you lay it in the house of God before the tabernacle of the Lord and all of a sudden the Holy Ghost begins to get a hold of that old dead flesh of yours and begins to work you over with revival spirit Amen. and all of a sudden that old dead body, amen, that old dead spirit begins to bud and come to life. Pretty soon those Hands that would not raise, and those feet that would not dance, and that mouth that would not praise God—all of a sudden it begins to come open, and the hands begin to raise, and the feet begin to shout, and the spirit begins to move. Hey Moses, let me tell you something. Hey man, when you bring the law off the mountain, put it inside the box. I said, put it inside the box. Don't rub it on you. Don't carry it in your pocket. Put it in your heart. David said, "Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might." God. Hallelujah. He said that I might not sin against God. Hallelujah. Put it in the box. it be to God. Amen. So they packed this thing. Come here, guys. Give me a couple of you. Praise God. Let's take that thing over here. Bring it on this side. Don't look in the box, you'll never get struck dead. Hallelujah. Take it, take it over there in that corner. My God, take it with you everywhere you go. When you get feeling a little fleshy, when you get feeling a little self-righteous, when you get feeling like, hey man, you're going to work it out yourself. Amen, what you need to do is go over and look in the box. Amen, I've carried this thing for 20 years now, bless God. I've been a professional Christian for a long time, but you've got to look in the box. When you look in the box, amen, the first thing that jumps up out at you, amen, is that old rod, hallelujah, amen, that represents not only the miracle working power of God, but represents the rebellious hearts of Korah, amen, represent, you don't want to get in that spirit. You'd rather have the miracle side of representation and you'd rather the rebellious side of representation. And you reach down inside of there, and you pull something out a little deeper, and you say, look here, I found a pot Hallelujah, amen, what does that represent? That represents the distasteful things that Israel did not like about God, but it also represents the provision. I don't want to remember the distasteful, but oh God, let me remember the provision. Let me remember the power of God. Let me remember the move of the Holy Ghost. Oh God, let the Holy Ghost take control. Let old John Willis be on fire with the power of God. Set me on fire. Turn. God, give a revival, I want to pack it with me wherever I go. Then we got the law. That's a summary of the whole thing. Hallelujah. Listen to me now. That's a summary of the whole thing. Hallelujah. Thou shalt not, listen here, honor thy father and thy mother. The summary of the whole thing. What are you gonna do? Amen, Jesus said, take it. Listen to me now. My God, if I can get a hold of this little rat. Praise God. Pack it over. Put it in the box. Put it in the box. Keep it in the box. Oh, I'd like to get rid of that. (laughs) You ever say that, Sister Pam? I'd like to get rid of that. (laughs) Glory be to God. I'd like to throw that little tasty tidbit out. But you can't do that. You know why? Because the same God that wrote on the tablet is the same God that said, "Put it in the box." The same God that designed the law is the same God that designed the box. The same God that designed the word is the same God that's represented by the gold. You're represented by the wood. Amen. Why are we safe? Because we are covered by the gold. I said we're. this is not an outside experience only but this is an inside experience when you get this thing on the inside and on the outside it'll make a difference in your life my God my God pack that box back over here glory be to God hallelujah oh Jesus thank you guys Hallelujah. The talking box. Amen. You say, I'd just like to dump the box over and get rid of everything that's in it and put in it what I want to put in it. You can't do that. I want to live for God the way I want to live for God. You can't do that. The law's in the box. Listen to me now. I said, the law's in the box. Amen. I said, you say, well, what am I going to do if I can't see too clearly? Let me have this minute. Then you get the glasses out of the box, Hallelujah! You put them on where you, Good Lord, you put them on, Sister Stitch. You on these? you put them on where you see what's in that box, Hallelujah! How do you do that? You get on your knees and start talking to God to get on your knees and say, oh God, amen, let me see clearly the law, hallelujah, that you put inside of that thing. Amen, Israel, where are you going? Let me say this tonight. Amen, the devil went later on when they captured the Ark of the Covenant. Amen, the Philistines took it away. Amen, for several years that thing was gone. It caused turmoil. You know why? Because them folks did not want to live according to the law that was in the box. The first thing, they did not serve the God who was dictated inside of that box. Amen, the representation of that gold went against everything they taught and everything they believed. They were an idolatrous nation, but God was a godly God, amen, and did not believe in any other gods beside him. And so they said this. They said, what are we gonna do? Somebody open the box in the land of the Philistines. Quit that. Amen, we're open the box in the land of the Philistines. You know what they got out of there? They got out the manna. They thought, man, this part's really good. I think I'll take this manna because I can use it. You know What the manna represented to them. The manna represented to them something that would satisfy their flesh. That's right. And you know why they brought out the staff? Amen. The Bible said they took out of that ark. Amen. Aaron's rod that budded. Amen. When Israel got it back, there was no manna in the ark, and there was no rod that budded in the ark. You say why not? Because they felt like they could lean on the rod, and they felt like they could eat the manna. They were providing everything for the flesh. But you know why they didn't want the law? Because it was a thing that got a hold of the spirit. It was a thing that brought the old man in subjection. They said, no, sir, we'll ship that law back. We don't want that law, but thank God, if you're gonna give it to me, the law was in the box first. You get the law in the box first, and then the provision are gonna come, and then the miracles are gonna come, and then revival's gonna come, and then lives are gonna be changed, but you gotta get the law in the box first. Amen. hallelujah the law's aggravating oh boy oh boy is it aggravating amen the law sometimes makes you just want to do something you wouldn't normally do but the law was in the box first so the Philistines took out the provision because they thought that's something we can get some use out of and they took out the staff, the rod that budded because that was something they could lean on but when it comes to something to guide their life, they didn't want anything to do with the law. Listen to me, I'm preaching to you tonight. We need to realize tonight, my God, that law is in there for us. We said, Brother Willis, we want to be saved, but you can't do it your own way. Brother Willis, we want to live for God, but you can't live for God your own way. You might want the miracles and that's great. I like them too. You might want the staff which represents the miracles and you might want the, the, the supply that represented by the, by, the, by the manna. But friend, you've got to have the law. Listen to me. We cannot live for God according to the dictates of our heart because our heart is dictated by sin. We've got to come to God and live for God according to the law that brings our heart into subjection that makes us want to do what God says. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Listen to me now. And so they said, We'll dump part of this out. We'll dump that part out and we'll keep that part. But that'll all there. No. Listen, we don't need any preconceived ideas about religion when we come to God. We need to come to God and open our heart and let the law get a hold of us. You hear me tonight. We can't bargain with God, amen, and say, God, amen, if you'll give me the Holy Ghost, I'll give you $15. If you'll give me the Holy Ghost, God, I won't drink coffee for a week. If you'll give me the Holy Ghost, God, I'll give up Pepsi's for 24 hours. You can't bargain with God like that. You better look what the law says. Amen. And the Bible said this the day that you seek him with your whole heart, that's the day you're going to find him. It's in the law. Hallelujah, Brother Buck. My God, that's in the law. Amen. We'll just take this with us. We like this. We'll take the manna, we'll take, we'll take the provision, and we'll take the rod. We'll take this. But that old law, we don't want anything to do with. Praise God. We don't want nothing to do with that law. We'll take this. We might get some use out of this. But, friend, you'll get better use out of the law if you let it get in your heart. You holy ghost seekers, let me tell you. Pull your shirt down. You look terrible. Praise God. You holy ghost seekers, let me tell you something. You're going to have to take it as God gives it to you. You're not going to be able to tell God, God, here's how I want it. Because it's already written how you're gonna get it. We that's living for God, we're gonna have not, we can't stand back and say, God, if you change this, I'll do that. He ain't gonna change nothing. It's already written and it's in the box. Put it in the box. So when Moses put it in there and they sealed it up, not it did not come out that I can read out of that temporary ark until the new ark was built. You can't take this out. You've got to have it there. Tonight I'm getting ready to close because I feel like that we need to get this thing on the inside. Listen, we got people around here who need the Holy Ghost. I don't know what their problem is. I don't know why these kids don't get the Holy Ghost. I wish to God I knew. I've asked the Lord. I've talked to Him about it. God, I don't know why these others don't get the Holy Ghost. I've talked to them about it. I read it in the scripture, and I said, God, it's said in your word that the day they seek you with their whole heart, they're gonna, you're going to be found of them. You told them to ask, and it shall be given, and seeking and you shall find, and knocking it. That's the only thing I got to go on what's in the box. And I know, God, it's in your word that you're still giving the Holy Ghost, and you promise to fill folks until the day you come back after your church. Amen. Hallelujah! what do you want preacher? I want it in me I said I want it in me I don't want just the provision because after they got provision Israel despised provision I don't want miracles because the miracles many times after the miracles were gone it rebellion bred in the hearts because there were those who rose up and said hey God don't only speak to the preacher God speaks to me but God said I'm going to put that in there to remind you listen when you rebel against the priesthood you're in trouble can't help it it's in the box it's in the box what are these in there for you can't get upset at the word you can't get upset at his law You can't get upset at His provision. You can't get upset at His ministry and expect God to fill anybody in this building with the Holy Ghost. But when you say, God, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take it every bit. Every bit of it. And I'm going to take it all. I'm not going to pick and choose like a board, God, but I'm going to take it all because you put it in there. You know who he put it there for me? He put the law there for me. He put the miracles there for me. He put the provision there for me, but he also put the provision, amen, the manna as a reminder that the day we forget the law, we'll hate the provision. He put the rod there not only to represent his miracle working power, But the day that we rebel, those miracles are going to remind us that, friend, we one time got in trouble because we did not accept what God said. Lord, can tonight I put the Word of God somewhere? Yes, sir, you can. You can. Tonight, folks, you can put the Word of God in your heart. Listen to me. You can put the Word of God in your heart. Once they put the Word of God in the ark, you'll never find in history, no, you'll never find, where anybody ever separated the law from the Ark of the Covenant. You'll find where they separated the miracles. You'll find where they separated the provision but you'll never find where they separated the law. And even to this day, not one history book, not one verse of Scripture tells you that the law was ever taken out of the ark. You know what that tells me? That tells me the most important thing in our life is to live this thing like God said. If we never get another miracle, if we never get another provision, we need to have the law of God in our heart and stand upon His Word. Holy Ghost seeker, if you never see God perform a miracle, if you never have God supply your needs naturally, you need to let God fill you with the Holy Ghost and obey that law and let God supply your needs spiritually. And you'll never be without You'll never be without. Musicians come tonight. Maybe we feel today that we can break off part of the law that was written on the stone and the part we like we can keep and the part we like we'll throw away. But if you'll remember, the law was made out of the type of stone that was a chippable stone. It was made out of tables of stone. They was made so that when Moses threw down the law, he just didn't break one commandment. But he broke them all. Did not the Word of God say, If you offend in the least of these, my brethren, you've offended in them all. You can't break off what you want because you shatter the rest when you do. Possibly the stone that they used was a shale type rock which was very chippable. Which, when it was chipped, would come off in layers. It could be formed and rounded with the skilled craft of a stonemason, but it was easy, easily accessible, and they was able to chip it out. But once it was cracked and damaged, it shattered into hundreds of pieces. I don't want to break them all because I want everything that's in this book in my life tonight. Holy Ghost seeker, listen to me. You've got to want it all. But Brother Willis, I have a private interpretation. Let me tell you something, folks. and Remind you of the rod. The Bible said this thing don't come by private interpretation. You know what I'm telling you tonight? The Scripture said But if you want the Holy Ghost and you seek Him with your whole heart He's going to give it to you. He said if my words abide in you and you abide in me you can ask whatsoever you will and it shall be given unto you. That's positive. And I'm not trying to be uh, dogmatic tonight but I'm just simply telling you everything we need is in that old box back there. Tonight you can have the Holy Ghost and we're going to give you an opportunity to seek the Holy Ghost. Because I believe that when Moses brought it down and put it in there, he put it in there for safekeeping. Tonight the Word of God has been placed in my heart for safekeeping, in your heart for safekeeping. Don't err from the law. Don't err from the law. But stand upon the Word of God. Amen. A time back, I was trying to decide whether to do something, another, I forget exactly even what it was. But as I was trying to decide basically what to do, the Word of God came to my heart. And I was reminded of the scripture It said, Thy Word have I hid in my heart, David said, that I might not sin against God. And that Word of God came like a reckoning force, like a sounding trumpet. I didn't have to think twice, and I didn't have to stand there and say, "Well." Should I or shouldn't I do this thing? The Word of God give me an instant answer. And I proceeded to obey the Word of the Lord, folks. Because I realized it was in there. And I couldn't get it out. I want the Holy Ghost in my life. Not just today, but I want it there tomorrow. And the next day. The things that I don't like in the Word, I can't get rid of them. I'm just going to have to live up to them. The things in the Word of God that are sour, I'm just going to have to keep eating them till finally they turn sweet. Several years ago, I got a cup of coffee and I tried to drink it. Oh, I hated this stuff. I thought it was the most gross-tasting mess I've ever had in my mouth. But you know what? I got every morning I'd go with some preachers or something or somebody in the church and we'd go out and they'd always the drink a cup of coffee and so I finally got me another cup and I said well I'll, I'll, I'll try so I found out that you could put a little sugar in it and I know we got a lot of black coffee drinkers in here but you put a little sugar in it a little cow step in it a little bit it ain't bad then the more I begin to drink it, the better it was. You know, I don't even hesitate now in the morning. If I go over to a restaurant and they have coffee, I'll first thing they they see me coming, they'll set out a cup of coffee because I've grown accustomed to it. There's things in this Word of God, friend, that the first time you try them, you're not going to like them, but if you'll keep on drinking them. Well, Ron and I went to a restaurant one morning and. We sat down there to eat. I didn't know he liked raw eggs. They just laid him on the grill and teased him, put him on his plate. And he sat across from me and he had the nerve to eat them things in front of me. I'm telling you, it looked like a big moon-eyed cow looking up at him off that plate. And you know what he said to me? He said, well, you don't know what you're missing. And I told him, I'll just keep on missing where he's gone. And friend, I'm telling you what, he scooped them slimy things up. And he ate all that slimy white. Then he scooped that yellow up and just clopped, flopped it in his mouth. And I said, there ain't no way, Jose. Now that I don't think i got to try to be saved. There's some things in this Word tonight that I'm going to have to try. And I'm going to have to practice. And I'm going to have to keep at him. I can't get rid of him because he already put him in the ark. Amen. And I've got the word in my heart. I'm going to have to obey it, folks. How do you feel about that? Don't you feel like you've got to apply yourself to the word if you're going to be saved? Don't you feel like you're going to have to accept it? hey, the devil can steal the miracles? You don't have to have miracles to be saved. The devil could steal the provisions. You don't have to have all these fancy things. we got to be saved. But there is no way under God's big son that we'll be saved without the law. We've got to have that. Israel didn't. They thought, well, it'll be okay. But when the enemy came in and took it and the Philistines took it and they came back, they said, man, like part of that but we we'll let you have that law that's okay, you brought back the main thing you brought back the nucleus of this whole thing, you brought back the birthing part, you brought back the strengthening part you brought back the salvation part, when you brought back the law you brought back the essential things Amen cut my arm off, stitch me up I can live cut my leg off, stitch me up I can live Because those are not essential parts. But you pull my heart out. Take it away. I ain't going to live. You take this word of God out of the hearts of the children of God. They're not going to live. Oh, God, tonight, it's in there. Everything is in that box. And we've got to be saved. We've got to take it and ingest it into our systems and let it be what God wants it to be in our lives. Not the way privately you want it, but the way God wrote it in the very beginning. Listen, folks, tonight if you want the Holy Ghost, don't take part, but take it all. If you want the Holy Ghost tonight, just don't pick and choose. Just say, God, load my plate up. Whatever's on there, I'm going to eat it. If it's in the book, if it's in the box, I want it in my heart. Would you stand tonight sing, Sister Zena? Tonight it's for you and your children and them that are far off, even as many, as the Lord our God shall call. Tonight, when we give you opportunity. This altar's open for anybody that wants to come tonight and seek the Holy Ghost. Amen. It's in that box. Oh, hallelujah. I said it's in that box. You just got to take it all now. You got to take it all. You just can't take part of it. You got to take it all. Oh, Jesus, tonight I want to be saved. I've gotta be saved in Jesus' name tonight. Anybody else wanna pray before we call the church in tonight? Amen. Come now.